Dr. Energy, I might have a new nickname for you. Uh Uh-oh. Another one. (laughs) Well, you never cease to stop amusing me. You are continuously (laughs) amusing me. Do you find me me funny? I amuse you? Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Joe, Dr. Energy Piazza. Rara is in the house. Catherine Asaro Myers. Welcome back to BU Network Podcast, conversations worth having. On our podcast, you can expect three things. One, the BU guest moment. Two, the BU moment. And three, the BU final moment. As promised... We are giving you a very special Audible on each show. Your job, well, not your job, it's to find it. You know the game Where's Waldo? Well, here we will ask you to listen for that Audible. Hello, Dr. Energy. How are you today? I am doing awesome. Yourself? I'm great. I'm laughing because I'm I'm looking at this beautiful bright day and I'm thinking Mm. about... I was staring out the window and there was this big bird and I thought it was an eagle and it it obviously wasn't. It was a geese. And I thought, look at that eagle looking at me. And then it (laughs) dawned on me like, okay, that definitely isn't an eagle. Talk about a mirage, you know. (laughs) It's a mirage. (laughs) Your voice and you, you hear things, right? So I was like, I had this whole story in my head when I saw that bird. So I don't know. I think I need to get outside today. That's what I'm going to do. Right. Uh, where are you at right now in your BU moment? I am sitting here in my office, the record slash recording studio. I got to find a different name for it. It's like <laughs> the fortress of solitude or something like that these days. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I've got the window right beside me so I can look out and I can see the tree budding beside me and it's a beautiful sunny day. And, you know, when we're done recording here, I'm definitely going to go and get outside and uh, get some fresh air. And, I'm just really excited. You know, you mentioned about having stories in your head and I'm, so I'm really excited to talk to our guest Nira Lal today because we're going to talk a little bit about stories and being in our head versus being in our body and, and getting present with that. So I'm really excited about that. Mm, yes. Well, it's important to be excited because it's at this moment in this time, whatever mm-hmm. time it is that we're listening to this, right. keeping our spirits high is pretty mm-hmm. important well you know it's it's all about your energy right the and the emotions that we have create this our internal state and how we then perceive the world so i want to keep my energy i like to keep my energy high and and going outside for me and putting my bare feet in the grass even if it's a little wet or muddy it just it really helps me feel grounded and connected and really um at ease so that's how, and that helps me feel relaxed and I can make better decisions rather than when I'm, you know, under stress mm. or overwhelmed or something like that. So it's, it's really, really important to identify and, and honor the emotions that we're feeling in the moment that we're feeling them. Yes, you're absolutely right. That's a very good, be in touch. Mm-hmm. Being you, right? So, <laughs> so it's, the power, it's the power of our, it's the power of energy, right? So that's, that's what I like to focus on. Well, and how about, you, 
Oh, thank you. And what about yourself? Where are you at? What's up with Rara in Rara land? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I have a whole land. Well, you're the, queen, the queen of all you survey. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm in my bridge room and I have my nifty 10-pound dumbbell. Just I'm one? So, yes, just one in this room. The other one's in the oh, I separate. Okay. I separated the twins today. Oh, they were misbehaving? They were misbehaving. I wanted them to <laughs> spend some quality time with me one-on-one -on -one time. <laughs> so I have a whole story around that. <laughs> I'm really enjoying what this sunlight is doing because I love plants and gardening mm. and you know so I, I get to do it from the windowsill and right. when I step outside the gardens are great I can walk through them but I love what's happening with these flowering and blossoming and it's just very I find it very therapeutic to watch the plants respond to water or lack of or sunlight and mm. and food and for me being in this room really does a lot it says a lot to me a lot of really high energy as you were speaking of and i'm really close to the ground here because being on the second floor it's like being on the second floor of anything it could be right. a house any building so it's it's almost like i and we do we just we don't take the elevator anymore so we take the stairs so when i go out for my walk we take the stairs we go out we come back and i thought this is great why did it take me all this time not to use the elevator? <laughs> like, what was wrong with me? Because it's such an easy thing. Oh, habit. I have an elevator, so let me use it. I'm on the second floor. It's, ha it's habit, right? We get into these, you know, default modes, and we just, you know, everybody's standing there pushing the button, waiting for the elevator. And Oh, gosh. So we, we are just totally absolutely not using the elevator end of subject so I'm, I'm really excited because i feel like there's a moment today which there is every day that i'm getting out there and i have a new game that i play with myself <laughs> i won't when i go out i don't come home until my fitbit says ten thousand steps <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't so don't stop and talk to anybody because then you'll be out there longer <laughs> oh absolutely not so the key is to get some steps in before i get out and sometimes i don't like i mean i get steps but what right. can i get Depends on how early I go out. Can I get a thousand or two thousand steps right, in right, right. If, I'm, if it's early? And then I don't come, like, what time do I have to be in? Doesn't matter. 10,000 steps, that's when I come in the door. So that's a really cool game that I get to play with myself. <laughs> and of course, you know, David's subject to that as well. So he's like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you at? And I have a buzz. So it tells me when I'm at 7,000, right? So it, it little jingles. And so I'll tell him, 3,000 to go. And he's like, all right, so which direction now? So that's kind of cool because every day that's part of our game. Right. And I'll just tell you, I know you asked what I'm doing at the moment, but this is on my mind. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, okay. We have another game that we play. And that game is, is, there are three forms of exercise that we can do every day, but two of what we can do based on time. So right. we have a home gym room and then our living room has a little solarium room off to it. And that's where the yoga mat lives or the Pilates mat. And then of course we have our walk. So every day we have whoever claims first, the gym or the yoga mat, and then we look at each other and say, okay, if we're going for a walk, I looked out the windows, so I was saying that, we're going for a walk, so that'll be two of the three. Right. But I'm so competitive when I do my yoga, and we have the same, like we choose the same yoga, so that way right. we can like see what our progress is like. I always add 
one extra one. You're, so you're sneaking it. You're sneaking in extra up, things. Yeah, yeah. Sneaking in something extra. And like, oh, that's only an extra 17 minute one. So that I'm so darn competitive. It has to be like, I did my yoga, did my walk, but I did that one extra. And it's great because we're rewarding ourselves, mm. obviously. And then we reward, we reward ourselves with... You know, people are talking about like, oh, I haven't had a burger. Like, I don't eat that, right? So what we decided to do was make a black bean, celery, brown basmati rice, sweet potato, squash burger with walnuts and garlic and onion. So we made these last night. I actually have to show you these pictures. And then because we... My other challenge every day is for us to make something that we haven't made. So we made baba ganoush and we made Mm. lima bean hummus. And then I took these mustards and I mixed it with walnut butter, which I made for the first time. Walnut Mm. butter was awesome. And so we dished out everything on the island and put it all out. So the challenge is make one thing new and do two of the three exercises in addition to everything else that's going on Mm. in terms of working. Because as you know... You know, this is, there are more things that I do in a day than maybe whatever than I did last year. So, or maybe not, but so (laughs) this is really exciting to me because I'm looking at, okay, what time do I go outside? I don't want him to get the first thing in before me. I want to make sure that I hit number one before he does. And I'll check with him and say, so did you, did you get that done yet? Like, are you done? And he'll be like, no, I'm doing that at like 12 and I'll think, oh, well, I'll have a half an hour. So I'll, so I am really keeps my mind on something positive. I have to say, if you're listening to this and you are listening to this and you're looking at, well, I'm really, you know, not feeling so hot today, or I have something that's bothering me, challenge yourself to something. It's not time-based, it's performance-based. By the end of the day, I want to do two of the three. I will do two of the three exercises and I don't come home until I hit 10,000 steps. So good luck on that. <laughs> That's where my mind is at. And I'm really excited to speak about this subject with Nira and what she has to say and, and highly sensitive women and mm. all the comments that we're going to be able to have with her in the conversation and how it's going to the ripple effect and right. how it's going to affect people. It's, it's good good contents, great, great information. And Nira is such a lovely person. I'm really looking forward to getting over to the other side and speak with her now. All right. All right. Well, let's head on over there and we'll see you on the other side. Let's go. All right. Be you study. Be more at ease in your communication so you too can have conversations worth having. What is BU Study? A private online room to rehearse impromptu speaking, receive instant feedback and achieve quick results, and feel confident that no one is laughing unless you're telling a joke. Plug in anytime, anywhere. Study with seasoned pros. Access your customized feedback. Then speak with ease and build amazing relationships. Dr. Energy, I might have a new nickname for you. Uh Uh-oh. Another one. (laughs) Well, you never cease to stop amusing me. You are continuously (laughs) amusing me. What? Do you find me me funny? I amuse you? (laughs) 
<laughs> you amuse me. You really do. And it's not even what you say. It's what you do. That's so hysterical because you are funny in your delivery. But when I saw that, you're like ninja, Dr. Energy. <laughs> Samurai. Sam, yeah, you really, yes. Super. I mean, this morning, I don't know if you saw the message that I sent you, like super Dr. Energy, because it's like <laughs> Superman Dr. Energy. So we're going to have to do this whole thing. We should do an episode just on you and all your superpowers. <laughs> that will be a long episode. That could be a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm going to leave it there. I got nothing else to say on that one. <laughs> thank you for providing continuous entertainment and edutainment right. as we have referred to it in our past seminars and workshops right, right. and continue to keep me on my toes. I you want to make sure that everybody pays attention. I, this must be an intelligent test, intelligence test that you give everyone. No, I just, I like, just like to have fun. Yeah. You just goofing around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're good at it. And today we have, <laughs> you're very good at it. And today we have some really fun things to, to mm -hmm. do and some really great, I don't even want to, let me just get right into introducing yeah. our guest. How's that? Yes. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Okay. So I'll, I'll read you some of the stats so that way I don't miss anything. And then we can speak openly about Nira with her right here. Nira has been a self-employed <laughs> love expert and life coach for highly sensitive women for over a decade. Nira uses deep, deeply healing methodologies, leading edge coaching tools, and the wisdom of ancient mysteries to help women heal past and present hurt so they can beat overwhelm and stress. At a point, Nira's life was collapsing all around her. Her significant relationships were full of stress and her health was rapidly declining. As she worked with her emotions and limiting beliefs, Nira began to awaken into her deepest personal power. It's Nira's mission to help women reclaim true self-love, authentic happiness. Nira has been featured on Hay House Radio, Omni TV, Daytime TO, The Local View, Rogers TV, and now BU Network Podcast. <laughs> yes, me included. <laughs> <laughs> We're in your bio now, Nira. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Welcome. Wonderful. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here with you. Let me ask you how you are today, because, you know, there's a, there's a saying, people say, how are you? And then they just go into the next thing. But how are you today means something totally different. Mm. Yeah. I'm doing very well today. I'm, I've had more sleep than I have in the last week or so. So that's exciting. I have a small son. So um, when I can come by some more sleep, it's always a good day. Um, and I'm feeling, you know, I'm really feeling pretty grounded and in my, in my body at the moment. Well, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Nira, is there some piece of information that you would like to share before we get into and in talking about healing women? Is there, is there a sign that a woman could look, look for, what did I going to say? Lick? I said that in the last, is there a sign that a woman could look for in ourself and say, this is a sign that we should 
make note of? It's a red flag. Hmm. I think that's the crux of everything, right? Is if we, we have this innate knowing of what serves us and what doesn't. And the red flags are, you know, they could also serve us on some level. And I think that part of the whole conversation around this is um, learning once again how to hear and honor uh, what our inner knowing is. So how our body communicates with us, right? So to answer your question, I'd say if there was a sign, your body would give it to you, you know, in terms of how do I feel when, if I look down the past and I, I think of the times where, you know, something didn't work out or there was a red flag, if I tap into that, how did I feel in my body? Where did I feel that? And, and you can use the past as clues for now mm-hmm. to say, okay, well, am I feeling that now? Do I feel something similar in my body? Because I know what the cues of my body are. Um, do I feel an anxiousness in my chest? Do I feel, you know, a tingling in my shoulders? Um, or, you know, alternatively, thinking about um, something that was a really good move that really served you in some way. How did that feel if you reflect back on it? And maybe it felt similar to feeling anxious, but there was a, an excitement, a bubbliness, a knowing that it was, it was a direction to move toward rather than away from. And I think that's, you know, we can always come back to our body because we feel, we, before we cognitively know we have a feeling or an emotion, we feel it at the physical level. And so if we can learn to just, you know, quiet, be quiet and listen to our body, but also over time we begin, we can, we begin to not need so much, you know, preparation of getting quiet and listening to our body. It's just the conversation we're always in. So does that answer your question? Well, it does. You know, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about the women listening and <clears throat> maybe they're not recognizing that. And I love that you said, listen, listen to our body and stop the noise. When you talk about <clears throat> overwhelm and stress and how to beat overwhelm, like that's, right. <clears throat> that's a billion dollar <laughs> business right there. I mean, if I were to say, how do you beat overwhelm and stress? And you answered, you, your phone would start to blow up. You know, your, yeah. your website wouldn't be able to handle all the in, in all of the inquiries. So let's, let's get your website off the chart and see if you can <laughs> share with us. Let's make you like more than famous than you are right now. How do you, how do you beat overwhelm and stress? And like, we could start with step one and the rest could be the clients can come to you and you can tell them off the podcast. You know what? Um, the thing is this, that we are, and I know you, you know this, is that we as a society are so programmed into the stress response. You know, we are so stressed. We're so busy. We have so much going on. We're striving for more. And oftentimes we're working towards this idea of success, you know, success in our work, success in our um, finances, success with our partners or with our friends. And, you know, we're working towards this idea of success uh, in the various areas of our lives. And we, we rarely reflect to see where that idea came from. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, oftentimes that idea comes from what we observe around us in our society as we grow up or in our home or, you know, our guardians that took care of us, you know, we absorb those beliefs and patterns and we take them on as our own and we go on to create our life based on 
many of those things because that's what our brain is programmed to seeing and, and that's what we do. We, work, we move towards patterns that are familiar. And so what happens is that when someone comes along and says, hey, I'll teach you how to be overwhelmed and stressed, oftentimes we can't even recognize that, you know, I, I, let me rephrase that. Oftentimes what happens is we're so much in our pattern of living life the way that we do, even though it's causing stress and overwhelm, anything that might seem different or in opposition to that feels unsafe, right? Because it feels unsafe because it's not familiar. And as humans, we like things that are familiar because it gives us a sense of predictability, whether that's something that serves us in our highest or not. And so, so beating, starting to look at how do I overcome the overwhelm and the stress is really a deeper conversation about, well, how, what, you know, looking inward and looking at the stories, the narrative that takes place in our mind that says, I am Nira. And, and that means that I've had all of these experiences that have led me to being Nira. And this is how I have stayed safe in my life in the face of conflict in my home, in the face of uncertainty with my health. These are the patterns I've chosen. And, and it's important to look at that. And, you know, you can pause me and ask me any questions if, I, you know, I just, if I'm not being uh, incredibly clear. But what I'm trying to say is that we, we are programmed in a way to have certain actions and those actions sometimes involve us uh, quieting a voice inside ourselves that says I know what's right for me because that voice wasn't given space uh, while we were growing up you know maybe we had parents that were very opinionated maybe we didn't talk about emotions in our house maybe the overriding emotion was anger so because of that, there was a part of ourselves that knew our wholeness, that knew that we were more than um, just what there was the space allowed for us to show up as. And what we did over time is, is put that part of us away somewhere so that it stayed safe because it didn't feel safe to expose all of ourselves because the people and things around us didn't necessarily understand or accept that part, right? So what happens is that we we begin to we begin to show up in life as not our full and whole self, and so when we work towards then reclaiming that, we have to look at well what are what are the parts of myself that have been hidden? What are the parts of myself that haven't felt safe? What are the parts of myself that have felt trauma? And how do I begin to reclaim those? Right? Is it my inner child? Is it the part of me that is actually very outgoing, but got in trouble for being outgoing when? Um, when I was younger, so now I'm a lot more reserved and conservative. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's looking at the parts of ourselves that aren't able to come forward, and then we're stuck in this loop of perfectionism, of showing up in a way that feels comfortable to other people and to us, so we can continue moving along our life without getting too much attention put on us that puts us in a place of feeling unsafe. Right, so that's kind of a mouthful, but it's really about looking at what's preventing us to show up in our wholeness. You know, what is the abandonment and rejection that the parts of us faced in the past, and how do we reclaim those parts? And that is the journey towards reducing the overwhelm and reducing the stress. At a core level, we can talk about, you know, making lists and 
organizing your day in a way that helps you feel less overwhelmed, the true um, you know, fix to that is an inner one. It requires a deeper look. Right. And that's, you know, that's something that, you know, in your life, you've definitely practiced, right? Because you tried a different, a different way, a different path to, to creating your life that, that didn't work and has brought you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you spoke about something really, really key when you said success can be many different things. And you mentioned sleep. So imagine if the goal is to get a good night's sleep and that equates to success. It doesn't have to be making so much money at my job today or you know, landing that client or getting paid from that client. It, it could be as simple as primal, basic necessities. Yeah, yeah. And that is so, such a need, such a primal need is to sleep enough. And then when we sleep enough, don't you find that you are so much more creative the next day? (laughs) Yes. After staying up late the next day, I'm not feeling the same as if I've gotten enough sleep and and sort of listened to my body as opposed to maybe looked at a deadline or something, or I'm not a procrastinator, but if something were given to me and I had to put it off, that would probably bother me more than handing it in late. But I do understand what happens when I'm tired. It's like I'm cranky and I'm just not at my best. Yeah. And who wants to who wants to be in you know in touch with anybody like that? Yet alone, I don't want to be with myself when I'm like that. I can't imagine anyone else wanting to be around me. So I, I do that for myself and others. And and this is a key point that you make because as people are looking at as women as we're looking at being overwhelmed and being stressed and maybe until we're aware of it we might point the finger at the kids or our job or <laughs> we might point the kids at our you know our spouse our partner we it might be a good idea like you said to maybe make a list or jot it down for, i mean we all learn differently some people you know learn by listening and some people learn by so if we had a methodology for those who need a methodology, then we could feel like we're sort of ahead of the game. And then those very visionary creative people will do what they have to do in the moment. I I heard a great talk last night, Ted talk about procrastinators. And, you know, the reason why people procrastinate, he said was not because they want to put it off because they turn their head and say, shiny penny. Oh, why don't I look that country up on Google and zoom in and see how many people live on that country. That'll take me all day. So I won't get to that deadline. Mm -hmm. That it's all about the instant gratification and a procrastinator isn't someone who puts it off because they want to. It's because they think about the here and now, and this is the moment that they're in. So when you're in overwhelm and stress and you're standing in it, it's how do you look beyond that? So my answer to that will always be to come back to your body. If you know you're standing in overwhelm and stress, oftentimes, you know, we'll have uh, the reaction of where we're so overwhelmed and so stressed that we're we're just crumbling, we're frozen, we can't do anything. Or we're overwhelmed and stressed and then we think, okay, what else can I, what more can I do right now? You know, and we continue to do, do, do. And for me, what's worked has been, when I recognize that is to say, okay, stop, take a few deep belly breaths, come back to your body. Mm-hmm. And when I say come back to your body, I mean, come out of, come out of your mind. Because when we're in overwhelm and stress, we're in our mind, we're thinking, we're evaluating, we're mm-hmm. stressing about something, the outcome, where we have to go, what we haven't done. And that, that we're in the, in the, 
we're in the mind of the problem, you know, at that time. And we need a solution that's going to take us beyond that. And so in order to do that, we need to change our state. We need to change our emotional state. So we need to come back to the body. And, and this is what's worked for me. It's coming back to the body and saying, okay, let me settle back into my body. Let me hear my heartbeat. Let me do some expressive movement, meaning move my body, make some sounds, shake it out, whatever I'm feeling. Let me process that, right? Instead of staying with it in my head. Mm. And once I have allowed myself to just kind of process everything that's going on, because what happens is we're in overwhelm and stress, we're in our mind. And then there's all this other stuff coming up for us at, at an emotional level that we're now not really um, facing. We're just adding more story and narrative to why we should be stressed and overwhelmed, which is taking us away from what our body is asking for, right? So when we take the time to just breathe, to move, to move through those feelings, perhaps to this <laughs> sit. <laughs> 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 yes. So when we take the moment, the, the time to, you know, just sit down and maybe have a glass of water mindfully, maybe to just feel our heartbeat, to move our body in expressive movement mm. and sound, to breathe. What we do is we, we step out of that place of the mind that's been running with thoughts. That's that are what actually have been feeling the things that, uh, stress and the overwhelm. And we say, okay, now, from this place of groundedness, what is the thing I need right now to, to, to stay in this place of grounding hmm. and to take a step from here? What is the one next thing that I need to do? And that the answer will come. And we have to trust that as we keep doing this and keep, keep turning back to our body, that the answers will come and they'll begin to come with more clarity. And we all have this power because our body is always speaking to us. Uh, and we, we, we rely on our, our mind and our thoughts so much, but our body has so much wisdom. So if we can come back to that place, we will get the answer. And that answer will be different for everybody. And how would you tap, knock on the door to the body and say, mm -hmm. hello, body, I'm here. How do we tap into that for those who aren't aware of this? Yeah. So... You know, this has been, a, for me personally, it's been a process, something that has changed over time, depending on where I have been in my journey. Um, but I think that the fastest way to a knock on the door of your body is to, to, first of all, stop, you know, where just stop what you're doing, if you're, if you're in your mind, you're thinking, whatever. Stop, come back, sit down. And take a few deep breaths. Breathe and feel yourself breathing in through your nose, down your throat, into your belly. And just become aware of that very like, uh, specific physical process, right? Like become aware. That's how we come back to our body. We actually start to become aware of our body. So sit down and feel your, the weight of your body on the, on the seat. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel your back on the chair. Feel your hair behind your ears. Or if you're wearing glasses, the glasses on your face, you begin to just I actually feel your physicality, right? Because how often are we aware of that? How often are we aware of how do my feet feel in my socks right now? Mm. Like, very mm -hmm. rarely, right? <laughs> 
and the value of that is that we can then begin to just focus on something that's not so charged, right? Uh, we can start to focus on something that doesn't carry a lot of weight, so that starts to slow us down and we begin to come back and settle into our body. So it can also be like, hey, I'm in a room right now. What do I see around me? Do I see a computer, uh, a cabinet, some hangers, uh, curtains? Um, and just noticing what's around. And that's how we begin to start that process of coming back to ourselves. That's awesome. You know, this a couple things really um revealed themselves in in what you've been saying and the, the one the one of the big things is that you mentioned how people get stuck in their head and they overthink and and we get out of our bodies and i think you know sometimes for me in the past anyways it's been i tend to overthink and obsess and then i feel like and i've had patients say this to me as well that i feel like i'm ahead walking you know in space with nothing below the neck and it's because we get so stuck in our heads, in our stories of the way we think things should be or ought to be or what we think they are, or even the story of our emotions, how, how I'm still angry at somebody for something they did 20 years ago. or, or um, and, and it ends up being a story rather than actually living in the moment. So taking those, those moments as you've described to, to breathe and really feel our body and notice how our feet feel in our socks or, mm-hmm. or, or how, you know, I love, I'm a, I'm, I'm a very physical person. So having, you know, deep pile carpets where I can like bury my toes in it and grab it with my toes, like that feels really good to me and really helps me ground. And, and as soon as I do that, the, the stress and the anxiety just drops and I can feel, I can breathe easier and it just feels so much more connected. Uh, yeah, that's let me, oh, I wanted to ask you something personal. <laughs> is there something that Uh-oh. you do? Oh, is there something that you do yourself that works for you that you would be willing to share with us? Maybe uh, one's ritual or something that really, you know, makes it, makes it right there for you, for your day. It's like, if I don't do this, then it's not going to be my, my good day, or it's not going to be the way I start my day. I can't live without it, so to speak. Oh my gosh. There's a few things. So, <laughs> I'm a big fan. I talk about this all the time is big belly breaths. I do those Mm. all the time. And, uh, they, they are the thing that I, when I can't reach for anything, I can reach for that, you know, when I really need it. And it's taken time. There was a time where when someone would say to me, just breathe, it would, it would irritate me because I would be (laughs) so in my mind and I was like, uh, that's not helping me at all right now. Give me a tangible solution. <laughs> and, and that's actually, you know, the beauty of it is that that is, that for me has become a solution because I take those deep belly breaths and everything just calms down and I've anchored my body and mind to know that that's a safe place for me. Mm-hmm. And and so, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to move on to another. Yeah, yeah, another. Go, yeah go for it. Yes, please. Okay, so, the other one is when I come out, when I wake up in the morning, you know, uh, I've found that since I've, since I've had a baby, my son is now 22 months old and, uh, you know, having a really uh, defined routine has, has not been uh, very consistent for me <laughs> in terms of the way that it used to be. You know, I wake up and I have this routine, I go to sleep, I have this routine. And so I've had to find moments of how I can build a feeling of ritual and routine into my life. 
and they have to be easy. And so one of the ways is when I get up in the morning, sometimes I'm like, oh, baby's crying, got to run to his room. Um, but what I do is when, as soon as my feet land onto the ground from the bed, I feel my feet on the ground. I feel the weight of my body. I feel it's a new day. I'm alive, you know, and I just, that is a split, you know, a couple of seconds of just gratitude and coming into my body from, oh, I got to get up and go get my son. I'm already in my head. I come back to my body and starting my day from that place helps me stay in my body rather than in my mind, which for me isn't a and for most people, isn't a place that feels good because you feel like going behind, you know, running towards it. So that, you know, the feet on the ground, the deep belly breath. And the other one I already mentioned is um, expressive movement. If I feel like things are getting too much, I'm getting overwhelmed. You know, we're all human. It happens. Um, I take a moment. I go away somewhere else in the house for a minute um, and I shake my body. I shake it out. I move. I make weird sounds I do what my body needs to do and I I don't I let it flow and I can do that for like 10 seconds for a minute and I process that has allowed me to process my feelings and it will do that for everybody Um, and and those are the three things I'd say that I use every day it's you know the those we can sum up those those things so well you know the, the the breathing the belly breathing, we know from neuro, neuroscience research that stimulates the vagus nerve, the largest parasympathetic nerve in the body. So that's going to have a relaxing effect on us. The, the um, mindfulness that you putting your feet down on the floor when you get out of bed and being present with that, you know, we, we all know how powerful mindfulness is and how that brings us in the present moment and relaxes us and then the the expressive movement allowing the body to uh transform that stagnant energy that we just need to shift you know tony robbins talks about having a power move in the morning and that emotion that movement instantly changes your internal state and allows a different perspective so those are like three super you know put all those three things together and that's like your superpowers that's true and then you do it every day and that's when it becomes an instant change of state Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Let me ask. I wanted to ask another question. Of course, I have like a hundred questions, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about our audience. If somebody's listening and says, "Yes, I understand. I also don't have the ability to have like a schedule because I have, you know, one child or however many children." When you say you can make that decision like at the moment and keep it so that it's, I guess, doable, right? You don't want to say, well, I have to do a, an hour class or it's nothing. Yeah. Is, there, is there a strategy that you can share that without feeling like you're settling or cutting yourself like short or, or cheating yourself of the time that you need? Because this is life. Life is, this is the moment. Is there a strategy you can share with like, this is enough and this will get me through it until the next moment? Yeah. There is. Um, The first one being to say goodbye to that conversation that says, this is not enough, right? Because that's just a story that we're telling ourselves that that mindfulness and that time for ourselves has to look a certain way. And we believe that because maybe that's how we did it in the past. Maybe that's what, you know, all the, the, you know, everything tells us around us. But that's not true. We decide what is enough for us right? And we do have the power to say, hey, I don't have a lot of time in my life. And I'm so 
grateful that I can take, you know, 10 seconds for myself. And every day I'm going to find ways of maybe increasing that because that's important to me. And because it's important to me, I'm going to do that. I'm going to find a way. It's really about reorienting ourselves. I think what happens is that we're so used to living our life a certain way. And then when things change, we feel like we're at the mercy of that change. But realizing that we have choice in every change is amazing. It, it changes everything because now it's a choice, you know? And if, as long as we can say that this is a choice, you know, I, I have a family and I'm choosing to choose myself, even within this work and family and busy schedule, I'm going to make a choice for me. And, and that choice can be, take five minutes, but I'm making that choice. And I think that has been a big thing for me. I really struggled with that after I had my son was, you know, I don't have the time I used to have or how am I going to just, you know, I feel so depleted. And I get that that's very, very real, especially when you have demands on your time. You might have demands on your health, on your mobility. Mm. And it can feel like a challenge. It just feels like, why is everything so hard? And I, I truly, truly understand that. Um, and it's also about saying, okay, yeah, that sucks. You know, it's okay to say that really sucks. I'm, you know, give yourself a, you know, that hug, that loving embrace that you mm. want to a child and honor that. It's not about sidestepping and saying that's not real. It's about saying, I honor that. And then saying, and within that honoring of what's going on for me, what am I going to allow for myself bring into my life? That's going to help me feel just a tad bit better, right? Is it, is it? And maybe it's not adding anything really new to your life. Maybe it's, okay, when I brush my teeth, I'm going to allow myself to be present with that. Or I'm going to allow myself to feel like I'm being filled with love as I brush my teeth, you know? Yeah. Doing something that is going to bring the, because really at the end of, the end of the day, we just need to come back to our body. We need to feel that sense of wholeness. So what can I do in my everyday activities that doesn't really change things too much? that I can bring that sense to myself. And as I begin to get grounded and in touch with my body and feeling a little bit more calm, then maybe I'll have the energy at that point to reevaluate it and say, okay, maybe I can wake up a little bit earlier here or go to bed a little bit earlier there mm. or carve out this time. So knowing that your circumstance isn't necessarily going to be forever. And you can say for the next week, I'm going to try to take this time for myself in this way. Because I think what happens is we feel like it's forever, yes. but we can be like, hey, I'm going to do it for a week and then I'll reevaluate. It becomes doable. Yeah. It's so overwhelming to, to think about doing it forever. Exactly. Or like, this isn't enough. You know, I'm going to be stuck forever and it's not enoughness, right? And it's like, well, just do it for a little bit and then see what happens. Because we always have a choice, remember? Right. And that's such a great strategy because imagine at this moment, not even imagine we're here. We don't have to imagine anything. There are people at this moment in these times of change with those emotions and feelings and with those, that journey ahead of them. And on top of it, have some other unknown set of circumstances and that could almost layer it. I mean, obviously it's going to layer it for some people. Some people journey through it differently how can we speak to a specific 
level of anxiety, let's just say, right? Maybe there's a very high level, high, highly sensitive is, is what you, you mm -hmm. deal with, right? You deal with highly sensitive women. So is there something you would say to them at this moment? I understand that this won't be released today and, and times will change by the time this episode is released, mm -hmm. but it, it could apply at any given time. Is there some message that you would like to give to the highly sensitive women at this point? Mm -hmm. So I too am very highly sensitive and <clears throat> what that means to me and when I work with clients is that we tend to be aware of or responding to more stimulus in our environment than other people are. And there's actually a body of research that talks about this for highly sensitive people. And, um, and so knowing that, if you can, you know, knowledge is power. So knowing that, hey, uh, part of it is that conversation in mind that goes, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I so sensitive? And why is it that other people don't react the same way or feel the same way as I do? I've worked with so many people who would say that they're highly sensitive. And that seems to be a common feeling of, um, you know, just displacement or not like everybody else. And just being aware that, hey, this is something many people go through. There is some science behind it. And knowing that, what can we do? So the first step for me is personally very powerful to say, okay, like this is why I feel this way. It's because my brain actually works in a different way where I pick up more stimulus. So now that I know that, I can begin to create my life in a way that helps me that doesn't put me in the face of so much stimulus all the time do you know what i'm trying to say so if you know that yes. about yourself and you're like why is it that every time i jump from job to job i hate it so much or you know it's it's just too much and all the personalities and, and all the lights at work and being chained to a desk and all those things it's then you begin to understand that hey I'm reacting possibly because of my highly sensitive nature. So can I make, can I design my life in such a way that um, helps me feel empowered in that respect? That's a conversation we can have and look, look to within ourselves. So that's step one. Step two is saying, okay, what, what is really mine? And what am I picking up that is of other people? You know, am I the type of person that walks into the room and, and can sense the tension in the room or the excitement in the room before anyone says anything? Because if that if that's you, then you know, you're probably pretty highly sensitive. So being able to really know, that's why I always say coming back to your body is so important, to really know what it feels like to be in your body. Because then when you go into an experience where there's a lot of other people around, you can, you can then know when you're starting to pick up the energy around you or when you're starting to leave your body and to get into your mind. Um, mm -hmm. And then you know the difference because you've worked with your body. You've known what it's been like to be in that space of calm in your body, right? So you can then come back to your body. We always have that power. Um, and when we, when we begin to recognize, okay, I'm being highly sensitive, I know that this sensitivity is mine, but the other stuff I'm picking up is other people's. So I can go and I can retreat. I can stay grounded in that environment. I can go and do my breathing or, you know, do whatever it is that I turn to in those moments. 
So that step two is about knowing the difference between your own energy and the energy of things around you, right? So being able to identify that difference. And that comes with practice of coming back to your body, right? Those so, are, yeah. Those are great. I was just going to say, those are great points. <laughs> lots, lots of depth there for sure to, to dig in and, and play with. Yeah. Nira, you have given us so much to think about and definitely you've given us action steps. And for the women that are listening and for the men as well, because the men, you know, will have a, a mother, a sister, a partner, a friend, a wife that they could relate to for this. This show is obviously for everyone. Mm-hmm. You've given us so much to think about. Um, I would, I would like to ask you, and I would talk forever here. <laughs> I'd like to ask you and ask us all, Dr. Energy, it, based on the conversation that we just had today, mm-hmm. and we're going to put all the information on how people can reach you in our show notes, all your links and your Instagram and your Facebook and everything that you, you've provided. So if anyone wants to contact you, they will be able to reach you through your, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Instagram account, and I follow you on all of them and, and they're awesome. So our audience will be able to do that. And, and I love listening to you. But I'd like to talk about something called our BU final moment. And that BU final moment for our audience who's listening, if, you, if you're a fan, you know what this is. It's to talk about part of our conversation or an aspect of it that's come up for all of us. We never know what it is until we're here in it, in this moment. What is a BU final moment for you with our conversation from today? Hmm. You know, I've really enjoyed my time here chatting with both of you. And um, it's just, it's been so nourishing to chat and talk about these things that, you know, for me really fill me up. And it's reminding me, especially, you know, we're talking about this, all of us we're connecting at a time where there's so much happening globally right now and it's reminding me of the simplicity of, of connection and how like i really enjoy this this moment of connection with the two of you with like-minded people and um it's reminding me that you know it's so important to take the time to do that to connect and you know feed ourselves in that way it's not always I guess I'm, re- it's, it's, I'm being reminded that it's not always just a, a singular journey. It's, it, you know, there's, there's people, there's your people out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and even when we're contained and in our homes and isolating, we, we can do that. We can look for and find connection. And I, that's so beautiful to me. Well, oh, sounds like your son. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's it may it's the show is authentic. <laughs> <laughs> He's with my husband downstairs, so yeah. we're we're watching my son because we don't have childcare right now. Right, right. That's awesome, Catherine. How about your you? What would your final moment be today? It's exactly. Thank you. It's exactly. <laughs> thank you for asking me. <laughs> muted. Ah. <laughs> it's exactly what happened at that moment, Nira, when your son, when we heard his voice, it's being in this moment right now. It's to pay attention to what is going on. And it's, it's really listening. It's not about what we want to do next. It's what is happening and what the next step, as you mentioned, really is. You refer to listening to our body and listening, period, to what is going on around us, 
so that we embrace it. And thank you so much for, for your son for being able to be part of this and for your husband and for yourself to bring your life right into this podcast with us so that we could experience life in the moment and to understand that being highly sensitive and being highly acutely aware is a level of expertise that you've achieved. And I, I love being around you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Likewise. Dr. Energy, would you like mm -hmm. to share your Be You Find a Moment with us? I would. You know, for, for me, just I, I was really enjoying today sitting back a little bit more than I, than I sometimes do and just taking it all in. I, I, was, I was struck by the depth, Nira, that you shared of the techniques, the, the methods that we can use to, to connect to ourselves, to be present, to deal with stress and, and overwhelm. And, you know, for me, my, my raison d'etre, my why in life is about empowering the greatness in others. And I, and I think that what you shared today really is giving other, other people, and especially women, tools to find that greatness within themselves and connect to it and move through their life with more grace and ease. So I, wanted, I really want to say thank you for, for being here and for sharing your gifts with us. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. If our guests have any questions, they know how to reach you. We'll put this information out for all of them. And Nira, it would be fantastic to stay in touch, stay in mm -hmm. touch with you. I was going to you know, get together. This is how we'll get together for the time being. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, it's the new let's zoom instead of let's yeah. have coffee. It's going to be, you know, let's get together. I'll see you on the computer. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Like who would have thought that our children will be having play days? It's on, on the computer screen. No, no more, uh, what, what, what were we doing before? Asking people to limit the screen time. And now it's basically <laughs> part of how we entertain ourselves. So I want to thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Dr. Energy, this is an awesome show. I can't wait to yeah. listen to it again. I know. It's, it's just, like I said, a very, very powerful episode uh, from a very, very powerful woman. So oh, thank, you. thank you so much. It's been so great. I, I loved being here and I'm so grateful for the time and the space and the energy from both of you. Hmm. Thank you. Hang out with us. Hang out with yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you for joining us. Sharing is caring. Tell your friends about conversations worth having on BU Network. We really appreciate your reviews and you can do that on Apple Podcast. Thank you. For show notes and links, go to www.b-u network forward slash podcasts. Connect with us via our website, www.b-u.network, and build a relationship with us. Sign up to receive information, updates, and your free video training at www.b-u.network forward slash pro. We're looking forward to hearing from you, and thank you for being with us. Ciao. Ciao, baby.